It's Tuesday, November 16th. Kelly Collis, a very happy national check your wipers day. I guess that's a good thing to do before the weather turns. Yeah, uh, in theory. And I was like, oh, this is historically helpful and like good for, you know, traffic safety. And I went back to be like, when did this start? Was it a Henry T. Model Ford situation? Oh, no, it's brand new this year. Huh. Okay. It sounds like a gimmick to buy more wipers. Yeah, absolutely. Or at least have a conversation (laughs) about the wipers that you need to buy in the future. Maybe it can be in your stocking this year. Who doesn't love wipers and stocking stuffers? I think they might be stuck in the supply chain. (laughs) Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in D.C. on the Real Fun D.C. channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's get to some uh, championship sports news. So you've been following the Washington Spirit. They are in Fuego. Yeah, there, so there are women's soccer team. The fact that I even have to clarify that because a lot of people have never seen them play, but they are going to the finals this weekend. They are um, going to be Sunday starting at noon in Louisville is where the finals are. They're playing the Chicago Red Stars. And what's incredible is not only like it's our team, right? DC women's sports, just incredible team winning all the things. But if you do a little backstory on the history that these uh, women have gone through over the last year or so with ownership and with their coaching, it is incredible. They've gotten as far as they've gotten. Uh, And so it's just it's it's just great. They have a new coach. Uh, He's like shiny, brand new, like a month old. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, so they're going to the finals. And what's really interesting is that they've been to the finals before. They went in 2016. They ended up losing, so they don't they don't have a championship title, but uh, they beat the Chicago Red Stars to get to that finals. So these two have a history together. The Red Stars are really good team. They've gone to the finals several times, Um, so it will be a great match. And fingers crossed that they are going to just kill it. That's quite poetic, too. Like they've got like an arch enemy out there and they meet again in the finals. Aha. I know. I know. Well, no, they didn't meet in the finals. They they met in In the the, semifinals to get right in the playoffs. And plus, if there's like a reason for you to go to Kentucky in November, I feel like a women's soccer championship is probably one of the best. There's tickets still available and they're actually relatively uh, reasonably priced. But also the Washington Spirit announced on their Twitter feed that they're again going to do a watch party, um, probably in the Navy Yard near, of course, Audi Stadium, where, where the ladies play. Um, and details are going to be posted up on their Twitter for a Sunday watch party. That's awesome. I mean, they have had such a circus off the field this season that it's great that they're able to, like, drown all that out and just rock it on the pitch, as they say in Ted Lasso. <laughs> um, just a little of note here. Uh, D.C. sports is kind of like rocking it right now. The Washington football team, of course, beat Tom Brady on Sunday. The um, Caps crushed the Penguins six to one. Um, The Wizards are on a winning streak. It's like their best record uh, opening record in like 40 years. Uh, So it's an exciting time to be a D.C. sports fan. And then, you know, the Nats are still rebuilding and figuring that all out. Well, they're on vacation. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Even had they gone to the World Series, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be playing now anyway. So that's fine. We're we're (laughs) in that safety period. That's true. We're like, are they doing Winterfest? Whose autograph can I get? That's kind of what we're dealing with right now. (laughs) Right. That's awesome. Way to go, Spirit. Hopefully uh, another championship for D.C. and then hopefully a parade. Because, you know, we love ourselves a parade around here. Oh, God, wouldn't that be great? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the way, um, we have not forgotten the Mystics are still owed a parade. Just putting that yes. out there. 
for their the women's Greek. basketball championship, which happened sometime as it was like 2019 19. or 1974. I'm not really sure. It was, I think it, it was 2019 and it was scheduled to be like in May of 2020. Yeah. And, you know, we all know what happened then. Shh, don't spoil it for anyone, Kelly. <laughs> it seems like only yesterday as well that we started lighting the national Christmas tree when it turns out it was 99 years ago. So the national Christmas tree lighting is happening on the second, which is a Thursday in D.C. Um, I know maybe you're twitching because normally the national Christmas tree lighting is the worst traffic day of the entire year besides the daylight savings day. But um, it, who knows with the pandemic traffic, what that's going to look like. But uh, the national Christmas tree lighting has certainly gotten a glow up. They are going to be uh, on CBS this year, a national broadcast of it. And LL Cool J is hosting it. Chris Stapleton is going to be involved. Billy Porter, her, Christian Chenoweth, Marin Morris, Patti LaBelle, and so many others doing holiday classics and holiday that's new great. songs. That's that's awesome. And I love seeing celebrities in town and yes. where they're going to be like hanging and eating and dining and enjoying D.C. Yeah. And they may be here for a little bit longer because then on that Sunday is the Kennedy Center Honors, which CBS is also broadcasting. So that happens in real life on Sunday. And then they air it usually around the Christmas holiday. But um, LL Cool J is like the host du jour for all things that CBS Network does. He does the Grammys. He does a lot of stuff. So theoretically, he'll be he's done the honors in the past. So theoretically, he'll be involved in that. And uh, who knows who's going to be in town to honor um, Justino Diaz, Barry Gordy. Lauren Michaels, Bette Midler, and Joni Mitchell. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Totally cool. Um, fun fact, too, which we've talked about before, but I just want to... Maybe you haven't listened to all of our past shows, which you can still go ahead and do that. But the Christmas tree, the national Christmas tree, is from Pennsylvania, which is where all good Christmas trees come from and all good <laughs> people come from. So I just want to put that out there. That Well, what about the tree from Maryland that's at Rockefeller Center? Well, the difference in the Rockefeller tree and the national tree is that there's tree murder every year where they cut the tree down and take it to New York, where the national Christmas tree at President's Park is a live planted tree that we just hope doesn't die because of whatever kind of tree illness, because the last tree had like a little tree cough or some kind of tree sickness that died. But now was that one from was that one from Pennsylvania? No, no, of course not. This this (laughs) new one is from Pennsylvania and they got the kind of tree that is apparently the National Park Service and the Department of the Interior has done a lot more thinking and thoughts about this than I have. But they the tree they brought from Pennsylvania is more resilient to whatever killed the last tree. So therefore, (laughs) here we go. Okay. Fingers crossed. Yeah, totally. It was funny. I was actually, um, when the, around the time the Washington monument was reopening, I was up, I was up in the monument with, uh, the guy from park service. And then you look out of the monument and you see like all of DC and you look down to president's park and I'm like, Oh, there's president's park and the South lawn and the what, Hey, where's the national Christmas tree? <laughs> Cause he's like, Oh yeah, it died. <laughs> We're getting a new one. <laughs> Because so. we missed that during the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. That, they, that was one that they just kind of like didn't really <laughs> make a big deal about. And they brought the new one in. So hopefully the Pennsylvania tree will be around at least till the 100th next year. Fingers crossed. Right. And it's going to be open uh, this year to go visit the tree and walk around and take mm-hmm. the photo and do all the things, which is great. Yes. And all the trees around the tree, too. All the states have different decorate decorators and like school groups or who are full, you know, community organizations or whoever are tapped to decorate a tree. I think there's like 54 of them because they have the territories and D.C. um, that are all around the national Christmas tree. So it's a really cool spot to go check out. 
Mm-hmm. Love to see it. Love to see it. Hey, remember we told you a couple months ago too that there's like a a a, a, a going away of the lesbian bars in America. There's like twelve left. Yep. And then there was a whole documentary about like saving lesbian bars. Well, out of that, um, there was this whole push to raise the funds to start a bar in D.C. Come as you are bar after the Nirvana song. Great, great name for a bar. And so it's not a specific like lesbian bar, but it's a safe space and a bar and like lounge and cafe for the LGBTQ plus community. And come as you are bar is going to be opening up in uh, Barracks Row on uh, in Southeast coming up in 2022 at some point. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So 500 8th Street Southeast. I'm trying to remember what that used to be. That's not anymore, but it will be um, happening coming up early, hopefully next year. And they're also going to have a, um, a lot of programming for LGBTQ youth and uh, and just community outreach and things like that going on at the that's new great. spot. That's a fun part of D.C. too. Yeah, it really is. And during the pandemic, like a lot of stuff around uh, Barracks Row closed. So it's good to see stuff coming back to Barracks Row and getting invigorated. Plus, while you're there, you should always just go to Chico because, my God, the orange is chicken. <laughs> just put it out there. <laughs> I hope that they like sync up their hours so that after you leave, come as you are bar, you can go as you were to Chico and get some chicken because <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> That's my little guide to 8th Street Southeast. <laughs> Right. Hey, we also had a chance to chat with um, the pride of Deal, Maryland, Brothers Osborne. So the country superstars um, are coming back to D.C. to the anthem on Friday. They have one of their first concerts. I think their first concert since the pandemic started back in D.C. And uh, I chatted with John and TJ for NBC4, but I wanted to share more of that interview with you because they're just they're so fascinating, right? They are like the pride of Deal, Maryland. They've got this incredible sound. Uh, TJ recently came out and then he kissed his boyfriend on the national CMA award when they won the duo of the year, which is absolutely a first in country. And they're just like rockish country and very like unapologetic about like talking about their lives and they've got so much going on. Plus they've played more than 60 shows since things have started to reopen and they give us a, a look into like what to expect. Cause a lot of people going to see concerts, their show this Friday or whenever haven't gone to see a show yet. And they've been to 60. So I figured they were a good expert to tell us what to expect. <laughs> we definitely get hit up on our, um, on our, our socials every now and then. I'm, I'm cousins with your cousin, Jimmy. And you're like, I don't have a cousin, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> no, one's, no one's more protective than the than the cousins who have actually been there from the back. Oh, <laughs> they're yeah. Like, they're like, who the hell are you? Who have seen us in diapers. Like, they're like, no, <laughs> you're not in the family. What would you tell those brothers back then about the brothers who are playing the anthem to, in theory, a sold-out crowd this weekend? There's so many things. I mean, God, I mean, good Lord. I mean, I just came out. So, I mean, just that alone would be the thing I would like to talk to my younger self about. And we have a song called Younger Me that really is about that, speaking to your younger self. And we're from Anne Arundel County. So everyone from, we call SoCo, South County, being from a small rural blue collar town, we just always work really, really, really hard. And we worked super hard then and to get to where we are now. I mean, we love what we do. It's amazing that we get to do this for a living, but it's taken a lot of work to get here. I think what I could say to my younger self is just like, don't worry so much. It's, it's going to be fine. I didn't even mean to segue into the younger me part of the interview at that point, but we're here. Um, I, <laughs> I love that song. You know, I, I, I came out at 27, but still like I hear that song and I didn't think of it as like a gay song. I thought of it just as like, 
going back and telling your younger self, like to smart enough about a lot of stuff. Or yeah. are, you, are you hearing that feedback from people? Yeah. Well, that's what the song's about. I mean, as a songwriter, you, you want to write a song that means a lot to you, but it can also mean something to anyone. You know, we're all living our own version of life on this planet. And, and as songwriters, we try to write for everyone. And, and it was very clearly much about TJ's story, but it's very much my story. I mean, if you could apply every lyric, every word to my life as well, as I'm sure you can, and I'm sure anyone watching this can. And, um, you know, I struggled with um, pretty bad anxiety my whole life. And I look back, I hear that song, it makes me emotional. The very last line of the song, I can count on maybe one hand how many times we've written a song and at the end of it I hear a line and it truly brings me to tears um but the the last verse is younger me you got me where I am today you did a few things right along the way and then uh, we had that and then our co-writer Kendall Marvel said you'll see just wait and I mean like three grown men right and I'm just like (laughs) I gotta go I have to go to the bathroom real quick I am losing my mind and it it just applies to everyone's life you know and Going back to your previous question, I think what I could say to my younger self is just like, don't worry so much. It's, it's going to be fine. I love that you talk about like anxiety and like everything that, you know, your music stands for. It kind of goes back to like the roots of country, like being rebellious, being kind of provocative, talking about truths and like telling authentic stories. So do you think that you all are like throwbacks to a, a earlier time in country being authentic and telling your truth or do you think you're like part of the future of country that's way more open and honest about like personal lives i would say we're both you know and i you know i think the thing is is when we do push the the boundaries or we might do something a little musically different um you know i think honestly we I mean, I'd go to toe to toe with just about anyone on their country music knowledge. I mean, we, we grew up listening to it, loving it, playing it. And we always try to have at least one song on every album that is, is really just kind of more uh, traditional country sounding. And I think the the thing is going forward, I mean, you really want to be that link in the chain from the, the present and the future and the past all in the same time. And and um, and so I think it's a little bit of both. I don't think we're really trying to do it. It's just who we are. And your show is going to probably be one of the first shows that people have gone to see in person at a venue. So what's the show like now? The excitement of getting out there that we do every night, seeing a, thousands of people in a room singing our songs back, that's so fun. And we, I, I do try to remind myself that the majority of the people in that room, even though I've played 60, 70 shows uh, since the summer, that this is the most of their first time going out to a concert. And so that adds even an extra layer, I think, of a little bit of, of pressure on us. I mean, people are expecting to come out and it'd be worth their wait. It really does feel like love wins tonight. Thank you. Country duo of the year. Congrats on the fourth Thank win you. on that one. It was amazing, that moment presenting itself. And it was just in so many ways, you know, I, it was the first time I had openly been there and brought a date. There was that kiss that was a second and then it's been like dominating the internet. It did not occur to me one bit. Yeah. It just seemed like it's just, it's just normal. Yeah. And then I, you know, I guess I really wasn't thinking quite of the, maybe the significance of that moment to a lot of people. And it's amazing that we're at this place now and that people that when that happened, that it was really kind of celebrated and not this fire fury frustration that had happened. I'm sure some people probably didn't like it, but I don't really care. And kudos to you, John, for being a really supportive brother. If anyone's going to beat my brother up, it's going to be me.
that's very sweet to see brotherly love like that. <laughs> um, but also it is a little sad that country music is that behind that. That's so striking that he kissed his boyfriend for mm-hmm. goodness but- sake. I mean, come on. It has come a long way, though, like that moment got a lot of great reaction on social media. And then also, like you talk about um, remember when Casey Musgraves had that song, Follow Your Arrow. And it's like if you like kissing girls, people like lost their minds about it. Mm -hmm. So that level of mind loss to then like little big town song, Girl Crush, which is like little bitty less mind mind loss. And now like TJ Osborne kisses his boyfriend and it's like even smaller mind loss. We're not talking about little Nas X in this analogy, though. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, what are we bringing him up? Yeah, that guy. Um, so, yeah, there's still a lot of work for country to do. But it's interesting because you also have like Jennifer Nettles um, from Sugarland, who like had that dress at the award show that's like play our effing records because women in country music still don't get as much yeah. airplay as like men in country music. And so. I think that genre is seeing a lot of shift and a lot of like vocal people. And I think they're, they're getting a good reception from fans, which in theory is what should matter the most. Yes. Yes. Well, way to get up with the times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love to see it. Also, if you want to catch up any of our past shows, go for it. They're all anywhere you get your podcast. Hours and hours and hours of it for you to check out. Like, subscribe, share, and leave a good comment, even if you don't think we deserve it. We'd appreciate it. We'll see you next time.